Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Myself and of course uh, the other half of the show, Big Will Coons. That's me, hello. Hello, William. Hung over today or no? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a rough day, and I ate garbage all weekend. <laughs> Good boy. I did. I went to like some weird fair that was in my neighborhood. Uh, well, you're in St. Pete. Everywhere is weird. Yeah, that's true. But I did all the fair foods, funnel cakes, Ooh. corn dog, oh. all that crap, and then pizza yesterday after oh. the game, and then that crappy sandwich from that place. Why do I, you run every day? Well, so I can eat like garbage <laughs> on the weekends. That's typically why. Uh, we still got Mike Rivera with us, hanging out, uh, America's Funniest Teacher. Uh, this Friday night, Tampa Theater with the Board Teachers Tour, 7 o'clock show. You can go online, get your darn tickets before it sells out. The Tampa Theater, my favorite local venue. I'm going to say it right now. It is a very historic place. You walk in there, and you could feel the ghost staring at you, uh, but it's just beautiful. I was there in February for uh, the Alan Stone concert, my favorite artist, by the way. Favorite, uh, vocal artist, uh, Alan Stone. If you don't know him, look him up. Very nice. White guy, looks like a barista, sounds like Stevie Wonder. Now, we have another legend in the studio, Barbecue Hall of Famer, and of course, uh, proud, proud entrepreneur of uh, one of the best barbecue restaurants around, Dr. Barbecue's here in St. Petersburg. It is Ray Lampy, a.k.a. Bar- uh, Dr. Barbecue. How are you, buddy? Great, Johnny B. Great to see you. Great to be here. Talk to the bone people. Yeah. They always show me love when I see them out on the street, so it's great to see everybody. Yeah, man. I mean, you were, you were part of this family here a few, a few years ago for a while, so you, everybody got a little taste of the Dr. Barbecue. Now they want more. I'm still part of the family, Johnny. You can't get rid of me that easy. No, man. you're right. I'll yeah. just show up when you're not expecting it. Oh, ain't nobody going to kick you out, that's for exactly. sure. Exactly. See, that's the thing. I, you know, I've reached that level where I can kind of sneak in. Yeah. I always remember as a kid, like, The Tonight Show, and, like, uh, Jack Benny would just walk out. Yep. And Johnny Carson just in, and sit down, and he'd be like, hey, Jack, how are you? <laughs> I'm not quite that famous, but, you know, locally, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I used to be that way with local comedy clubs, you know, but I think if I did that at the improv now, they'd probably try to charge me walking in since yeah. I, I hardly ever work that room anymore. I think I'm going to pop in Wednesday night to see what they say. Um, but but so I, I'm at that point now with BT at Sidesplay. I can just walk in, and he's like, hey, Johnny's here. Give him all the drinks. I'm kidding. That doesn't happen. Uh First of all, how's the restaurant doing? Everything go busy? Yeah, I mean it's an adventure all the time. I went there, you know, it's it's really hard these days with labor. Yeah. You know, your local restaurants go there, spend money, be nice to them. If it's not the exact experience you hope for, still be nice or we're not going to have them. I mean, it's still that hard on restaurants. So, you know, yeah, constantly trying to get good labor and yeah. and then just like out of the blue we can't get turkey for a month and oh. stuff like that. So, it's just it's a challenge every day, but you know, that's that's the game and uh, that's why I always avoided the restaurant biz. You know, luckily I got good restaurant people around me, and they take care of the stuff. And I just walk in and point at stuff like I actually did it. It's like, <laughs> right. So it's it's good. You know, uh, we we get you know people really like us. It's a lot of fun. Every time I've th- you know, and I've thought of uh, a few times, even recently, of maybe uh, doing a food truck or doing just a small little something pub with food or something like that. You know, because I'm you know I'm a culinarian myself. 
But when I start thinking about the ins and outs of running it and worrying about, I heard you speaking with uh, the, the the gentleman from Cisco at at Pig Jig, and hearing you guys talk shop about how how you order and all that stuff, I was like, that's the part. I would be so scared of when it comes to being a successful restaurateur and all that. Yeah, it, it's a business. That's what I try to tell young yeah. people that are going to do this. It's a business. You know, so a food truck sounds great because you don't have to do a lot of that. Right. It's real simple. Well, yeah, but you know what that means? It's hard to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and the other thing is, so like a lot of barbecue guys will, so they know how to cook barbecue like you. You know how to cook. So your friends are like, oh, you should open a restaurant. Well, right. it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. So what and barbecue guys often do, and I've seen it around the country many times, so they won't have have a bar they don't have waitresses you just walk in you get your food and maybe there's a picnic table there right i had a friend in new york on long island he moved the counter he had his space he moved the counter way up to the front so he wouldn't have to do that well that's all good and well but you know maybe a secret but restaurants make money on beer and drinks and dessert and appetizers and stuff it's hard to make money on brisket so you kind of need to do all of that and again luckily i have the folks from dats that are my partners they know how to do all that stuff i mean that's why i you know, the only other restaurant I ever worked at was Justin Timberlake's restaurant in New York. And, nice. And it was a similar thing. I didn't really have to do anything. You know, I, I, I certainly uh, guided them to cook good barbecue, provided recipes, and, and you know, did all the po- – again, I pointed stuff a lot. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it looks like you're really you're doing something good. That's overcooked. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Quit doing it doing? like that. That is funny. So you've written nine cookbooks. Uh, I have a couple of them at my house right now. Um you know, I, I have to display the good ones, you know what I mean? So people, they walk in and they go, oh, what is that? And I go, oh, it's just, you know, some, my Dr. Barbecue cookbook, my big deal. I'm like, oh, wow, where'd you get it? I go, open it up. It's signed. I mean, hey, what do you want? Yeah, you keep it open to the sign yeah, page. Yeah, that's exactly. what you do. Yeah, and then I go, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're pals. I mean, it's like, what, you know him? I, go, I mean, I do have a photo album, just the two of us right here. No, it's not that bad, but... Um, I remember the first time I met you though, it was at a it was at a Beckles event or something a long time ago. And I was uh I was fanboying pretty hard and I had to like tell myself to back off. I go, I'm probably freaking this guy out. I need to leave him alone, right? Because I like I'm I'm a big barbecue guy. I love it. So uh, you know, and then I got to knowing you. I go, oh, he's just like he's like a guy, he's like a regular old dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that bothered by it. I mean, fat hairy guys are my people, you know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, so, you know, when yeah. I see one coming, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a fan. There you go. Uh, Laura Riley, who used to write in the paper here, who now is the Washington Post and a big deal. Laura wrote this article about me one time, and she said he has the perfect level of fame. Because if you're a barbecue freak, man, I'm like Elvis yes. walking yeah. in the room. But if you're not a barbecue freak, you're, you're like, who's that guy, man? Right. He's creeping me out, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's the perfect thing. I can kind of, like, in some areas, I'm really famous. Although I've been going on Fox locally, like, every other Wednesday now. Yeah. It's like a new thing. Thing. And because of that, I'm really famous at Publix now. Nice. I'm hanging at Publix, man. Those are my people. So now I've, you know, I've tapped into another generation of people, like old people at Publix. Nice. So What's the correlation them. between Fox and Publix? I, I don't know. It's a good question, <laughs> but, but it, it is for sure. I, huh. uh, Fox. I mean, it's interesting. I've been on all the local TV stations a bunch, you know, like we all have. But the Fox is the one that really moves the needle. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've done yeah. some of these shows for years, and nobody ever, ever, ever says. You know, I, hey, I saw you on that, man, Fox. Of course, I'm on the 4 o'clock news, which is really cool, too. Right. It's like the fun news hour, so that's why they have me on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it moves the needle, man. It's great. They're, they've been very good to me. Yeah, I like the Fox folks, too. I like, I like uh, the, you know, Mark Wilson. I like uh, Delegato and, and all the Charlie Belcher, you know. They, of course, I know all the folks over at, you know, NBC and all that. But, yeah, 
Fox is the best. They really is the best. They do. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Belcher is actually the one that connected me with him over there. They were yeah. looking for somebody to do a tailgate thing a few years back. Yeah. And Charlie's like, call Ray. He's the best. So thank you, Charlie, if you're out there. Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, if people don't know, you've been on Chopped. You've been on uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri. Was he starstruck by you? <laughs> I actually was friends with Guy before he was on TV. What? He was, Guy was sniffing around like to learn about barbecue. And of course, I mean, I've been literally 40 years ago. I start, I'm telling you, in September, oh, I've seen 40 the years of, of, since of, I went to my first cook-off. I've seen you with a little little barrel smoker, a little yep, young, young a mullet. Ass. I had the mullet yeah. and the wife beater shirt on. Adorable. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was cute, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Smoking so a cigarette. Yeah. But uh, so Guy was like sniffing around trying to learn about barbecue because he had opened the barbecue and sushi restaurant so he was hanging around with us and trying to learn about barbecue i mean you know he was still guy fietti he was this mega personality no one no one that knew him before was surprised when all of a sudden he blew up like that he might have taken it a little beyond what we expected from him but like i mean you just can't be any further up the food chain but but yeah he was always good to me we did a tailgate show one time where i, I never i've done a lot of tv shows and i've never done one where everybody was allowed to wear their sunglasses except the one that guy was running of course so we could all have our sunglasses on and of course uh chopped I, i've seen you on a few episodes of chopped too i get so jealous because i'm like you you know some of my favorite chefs you know you're on there with uh Gornicelli, who i got like a crush on i uh, me too uh, oh my god sure. is she not there's something about her man like if you if you weren't like a food fan and you were just a normal a, a, you know normal guy you would be like oh it's just some you know chubby middle aged lady but I like chubby middle aged ladies and I like them that can cook and have her personality and everything else and and uh, yeah something about her but well she's kind of like the Italian grandma yeah but she's kind of a babe yeah so it's like what how much better could you find exactly yeah yeah and, and uh, yeah that that's a, you you explained it perfectly so that's a uh, you know we're, we're planning a trip to New York City uh, after we get married sometime next year and. Uh, we got to go to her restaurant. You know, she has a restaurant called Butter, for God's yeah, sakes. Right. Eat the pork job, Johnny. I'm telling you. You got to make okay. a reservation early, or you might be able to sneak in at the bar. I went one time. Yeah. and uh, But the pork chop has been the thing on the menu forever. Okay. Man, it is. You won't be sorry. Done deal. Um, let's talk turkey. Uh, you are, uh, I guess, the the spokes, the spokes chef for turkeysmoke.org? Yeah, so so the National Turkey Federation, there's actually two of them. One is for hunters, okay, and the other one is to represent the turkey industry as a lobbying group in Washington, oh. um, which, you know, far beyond what I understand about it. But they also do some marketing-type stuff, and they wanted to embrace the barbecue world to see, you know, if we could cook more turkeys on the grill, we would cook more turkeys. And, and it really has gone well. They go to a lot of cook-offs. They're involved in, like, 25 cook-offs around the country. Uh, we were at Memphis in May. We had, like, over 200 people entry enter the turkey smoke-off of Ooh. it. So it was really cool. But they needed someone like me to kind of, you know, kind of represent it with all the credibility. But I'm also – I can also talk to their their members, which are the turkey industry people. I, went, I got to go to Tyson Foods and help them with some ideation of what they might do some kind of new turkey products they could create and the people at honeysuckle and cargo and all and butterball i was actually i i spoke to the butterball uh like the butterball hotline people 
Oh. I did like a, a demo for them. Unfortunately, it was during COVID, so I didn't get to go up there. But right. I did it via Zoom to teach them about smoked turkey because they get questions about it. Yeah, they, they, were they all... have a hotline for people yes. that want to know how to cook the turkey. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, you know, barbecue and turkeys uh, has become such a big deal. So they needed some input from me. So I'm just really lucky. But but I can kind of do all of that for them and still go to the cook-off and and be on the boots on the ground with them, too. So it's been really a lot of fun, and I create a bunch of recipes for them. Turkeysmoke.org, that's where all the recipes are. So what we're talking about this year is coming up to Thanksgiving. Everybody's worried about turkeys. There's turkeys. Don't worry about it. Now, you know, you may, like every year, you may, if you wait, you may not get the exact one you want, the exact brand, the exact size, but there's plenty of turkeys out there. They sort of... They sort of held back all these turkeys waiting for the holidays, and they're there. They're going to be available. But, but you know, get creative, too. If you feel like doing something different, if you just kind of don't – you're worried about it, go get a turkey breast. There's a bunch of recipes there for really interesting, fun stuff of doing turkey on the grill. And, of course, some, uh, like, leftover recipes, too, pot yes. pies and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm on the website right now, and we're going to post it on the Johnny B Show page also, uh, turkeysmoke.org. Oh, this is this is like porn for me. Like this is this is good stuff. Well, it's fun. It's tur- you know I heard Will Dog and Turkey over there. Yeah, um, he's a big hater, uh, Doctor <laughs> Barbecue. Let me let me let me uh, let me uh, explain myself a little bit. It's not <laughs> that I I don't enjoy a turkey, but I would say I will say it's probably my least favorite item of you know that genre. So I'd rather have brisket, you know, wings, sausage, whatever. Turkey would probably be. Last on my list for a selection. See, I, I, ironically, I've always been, I understand that because, like Johnny was saying earlier, a lot of people overcook it. Mm-hmm. My grandma would start cooking that sucker at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was going to be done or not, it was going to be done. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it'd be dry and, and that, that turns people off. But also, we don't think of turkey in any kind of creative way. Well, we do more so now, but we just get to cook turkey like grandma ta- showed us three times a year, and that's it. And there's no reason for that. Turkey's really good. I So I have this weird long relationship with turkey. My first barbecue cook-off trophy that I ever won was in 1991. And back then, it was so early that the category was poultry, so you could cook a turkey. And I still have at my office this 30-year-old trophy. It's like a plastic bowling trophy, but it was for cooking a turkey. So I've always liked turkey, and I've always been felt like it's a great canvas. Because like you're saying, it can be a little... it can be boring, plain, kind of basic, but there's so much stuff you can do with it. And that's been the fun for me creating these recipes. Yeah. I mean, every year I, I, I'm super proud of my turkey every year, but it is a lot of work. But I think if you put the work in, you know, you brine it, you know, I, I, I do the overnight brine and then I inject it like it's Keith Richards, probably way too much <laughs> with so much butter. And and then, uh, you know, I, I wrap the entire thing in bacon, you know, nice. and, and, you know, so it has no choice but be juicy i well, like, you know, I don't the, give it a choice the other thing we know now we know we all cook with a little more science in our mind you yeah know, my grandma had a meat thermometer but it never came out of the drawer it was one of them old school ones and with the dial on it now we all have a, a good instant meat thermometer if you don't this is the time to buy one so you'll have it for thanksgiving and we know the right temperature so you take the temperature of the thing when it's 165 throughout you check it in a couple different places it's done don't mess around with it take it out and let it rest don't cook it some more you know my grandma who knows she just cooked it till it you know, until it was time to eat it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she started at 5 in the morning. But we know the science of it better now, and that helps a lot. So here's my trick that, that 
is my personal drink. And a friend of mine showed me this. So write, write this down, everybody. Grab right, pen ready? and paper. All right. So the, the problem we have with turkey is the white meat gets done before the dark meat. Right. Just the way it goes. And then it gets dry. So you got to figure out how to handle that. So what I do is take my turkey. Make sure you take it out four days ahead. Make sure it's good and defrosted. So then get all the stuff out of it. Get it out of the packaging. Get it where you by, want it. It's way, ready to go on the grill. To reiterate, for, like, say, a 25-pound turkey... It needs to be, what, three or four days they need to take it out, I right? just go four days, okay. even if it's a smaller one. It's going to be okay. And, and, you know, a lot of times you get them and there's still ice in there. So four days for me works pretty good. In the refrigerator, though, not, you know, not on the counter, not ever. Right. Don't do it like that. Just take it out, time it. And uh, and then when it's ready to go, it's ready to go on the, on the smoker or in the oven, take a gallon bag of ice, the Ziploc bag, fill it with ice, lay it on top, on the white meat. So then the white meat gets really cold and let it sit there for an hour. At the same time, the dark meat kind of warms up a little bit, ah. like gives it a head start. And it's amazing how far that goes towards somehow evening it out. That See, science. That is pretty brilliant. I like yeah, that. Yeah, my grandma never thought of that. You know what I mean? She was just a, an old school French cook. She just... Put that sucker in and, and cooked it till it was dead. Every time I think of a dry turkey, I think about uh, the, that movie, A Christmas Story. You know, where, yeah. you know he keeps trying to go in and pick the skin off, and uh, the whole. Even as a kid, I thought, God, that turkey it doesn't look good. Like it looks dry, it looks unseasoned. No thermometer inside, <laughs> of course. You know what are they doing? You know, like uh, Mike, do you do you cook your own turkey every year? No, no. I'm thinking no. You know. The stuffing. How, does you, how, do you, how do you do your stuffing? Do you have Brussels piece for that? Too? Oh, yeah. I do, yeah. I like My favorite one is the White Castle stuffing. Oh, <laughs> that is a good one. I've seen that one. Because think about it. So you, you buy the, you'll find it. It's easy to find online. And you go buy the frozen White Castle burgers. And it, so think about it. If you're going to make stuffing, you need bread, you need yeah. onion, you need a little bit of meat. You know, some cheese is an option, not a bad thing. Sure. Um, I usually skip the pickles. No, I don't that good in stuffing. That. But you've got all the basic stuff to make stuffing at the White Castle burgers, and I think it's pretty cool. And the people that don't like White Castles, they don't really notice. And if you like White Castles, you're you're into it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. So you want to cook it on the side. We call it stuffing still, but it's just never a good idea to cook it in the turkey. Now, there's people that do, and if that's your thing, go for it. But it gets that turkey fat, and it kind of changes the, the whole kind of texture. Well, and for flavor. me, it disrupts that cooking of the turkey. You know, yeah. it's, it's so critical to get the turkey to 165 and no higher now all of a sudden you've got to somehow get that stuffing in the middle warmed up and yeah. you, once again you end up overcooking the turkey and it, it's not going to add that much flavor to the turkey yeah so technically stuffing i should say it's dressing you know but if, if you have somebody at your house and you know you have some stuffing in a casserole dish and and one of your guests says actually it's not stuffing because it's in, not in the turkey then don't, don't invite them back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because th that person's a jerk. Uh, they know what they're eating. Um, yeah, I think somebody taught me a trick a long time ago that I've been using forever now. I I fry sage leaves in butter, like a bunch of them. Sounds good. And then I just you know, I take them out, you know, when they're crispy. Then I use that sage butter as the base of frying all my onions and garlic and everything that I use in the stuffing. And then, of course, you know, then after that, it's just dry bread crumbs and chicken stock. And I use breakfast sausage because I like the flavor of that mm, better than regular. Too. And, uh, yeah, you just build it up from there. Stuffing's beautiful. And you get your hands in there, you know, you get it all mixed up. Ah, yeah, I, I think... Stuffing might be my favorite. Yeah, well, and right. I mean, it's yeah. certainly a part of it. And, and uh, 
And that's that's where the gravy comes in too. You got to make good gravy because your stuffing is going to need it. Hopefully, your turkey won't need it so bad. Right. You know that was the other thing with grandma's turkey. You better have good gravy because the turkey was so dry. The only way you can do our cranberry sauce, like the whole can. Yeah. Yep. Just put it all on there. Now, you make when you make gravy. Do you use the uh, the turkey drippings or do you use uh, another fat? I actually will go buy some necks or wings or yeah. something like that and, I, like, make a whole stock thing mm-hmm. aside from that. Now, I'll still use whatever's hanging out in the bottom of the pan, but I've made a, a whole stock in, ahead of time that that's my plan for the gravy. Smart. Yeah, that way you don't have to worry about well, it. You know, you know you get it. into it. I always say this about tailgating, too. If you said, hey, I'm going to cook Thanksgiving dinner or I'm going to do the tailgate and invite a bunch of people over, well, get into it. Don't yeah. don't sandbag on it, you know. Make the gravy if you got to make it on Wednesday. Go ahead, do it. That's what you do. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're um, you know hosting and uh, you got to go all out, you got to do it. So well, if you invited me and you over for your dinner, uh-huh. I expect you to really go after it and make something good. You know, don't 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 go easy on it. Now, if somebody wants to smoke or barbecue their turkey, um, what are what are a couple ways that they could go about it? Uh, you know, because I'm sure you know you could just do. I'm looking at the website right now. Grilled butterfly turkey legs is an option. There's a Carolina-style turkey, you know. That like, thing was really good. It was way oh, better man. than I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, what what would you suggest somebody if they wanted to try it for the first time this Well, year? I'll tell you what I do. So, a lot of guys now want to spatchcock it. Uh, uh-huh. You know, guys are guys. So, if I can use my giant pair of shears and butterfly the turkey. But it does cook more even, and it's a good way to go. However, at my house, if that's if we bring the turkey, like, flattened out, to the table, it just kind of doesn't have the same charm uh, for the holidays. Do that in the yeah. summer when you feel like making a turkey. But for for Thanksgiving, I want it to look like a turkey. So yeah. I cook it on the on the grill or the smoker almost exactly the same as I do in the oven. Three twenty five for the temp. I just find cooking real low for a turkey is. You end up kind of mushy, the meat gets. So right. 325 is the right temp to cook it at. And then not too much wood. You know, it's it's one of those things. It, it People, you know, we're, if you're in a barbecue cook, you think, well, if a little bit of wood is good, a lot must be better. And it just doesn't go that way. And some people just aren't that into it, especially, you know, on a holiday like that. Right. And, and if it's under-smoked, it's still going to be really good. If it's over-smoked, you're going to bum some people out. So always go easy on the wood. I, frankly, for me, just charcoal or just like if you've got a pellet smoker, just use that. And don't worry about over-smoking it. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, you know, but it's certainly a couple things it does. It gives it a nice little extra layer of flavor, that little bit of charcoal and smoke flavor. But also it gets it out of the oven. So when you're making the mac and cheese and the green bean casserole and all that stuff, the turkey's out there on, on, the, room. on the smoker. Right, and that works out real well, too. Now, would you uh, recommend spritzing it like you would a pork butt every now and then or anything like that? I don't. Um, I'll rub it good with butter or oil ahead yeah. of time, maybe even under the skin. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't. I, I, I buy a, like a butter ball or a honeysuckle white, which are injected pump yeah. turkeys because I just like those. There's just no reason to, you know, start from scratch. I think they're good. So yeah. those just don't need a lot of that. And frankly, like when you're barbecuing the spritzing and mopping thing, by modern barbecue techniques, it's just an excuse to peak. Yeah. So you're better off just leaving the lid closed. Amen. See? In, in the old days when we would cook directly over fire and the fire would be too hot and the meat was getting a little charred, that's when you would mop stuff just to kind of mellow it out and cool it down. These yeah. days you got complete, you know, your temp is perfectly controlled on oh, your yeah. grill probably. 
Um, you know what time you want that turkey done. Might even have one of them things with a little wire to, to check the temp as you're they going got the along. wireless probes now to hook up to your phone. Yeah, and yeah. So there's no reason to open the lid, and I'd say right. leave it, you know. Absolutely. What What about, uh, what's your thoughts on fried turkey? A lot of people love a good fried turkey. Yeah, heck yeah. I love fried turkey. It's hard to, be, hard to beat anything fried well. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. right, yeah. And a lot of guys, too, they will smoke the turkey for a while and then fry it. Actually, I brought you some wings okay. in the restaurant, and that's what we do. We smoke them for a while and then fry them because that way you get that nice crispy because a smoked turkey, you know, it is what it is. It's like the one coming out of the oven. The skin's probably not going to be great. Right. A fried turkey, man, it, you know, the skin is great. So, yeah. So, you know, but, I, yeah, I'll eat. I mean, I'll, you know, I'm pretty much going to. Anything fried or smoked, I don't If you can do a combo of that, it's even has better. Anybody ever, yeah. Has anybody ever, I've seen fried turkeys, they drop them in there. Has anybody ever made like a, a, a batter, like fried chicken, and, mm. and, and put the whole chicken in it and dipped that in there? Could you imagine? It just looks like one big giant piece of KFC <laughs> coming out. Yeah. No, but it sounds good, I would Johnny. be into that, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is in the back of my head, too. For everybody who wondered why we didn't dump it when he said spatchcock, uh, spatchcocking <laughs> people, for you, if you don't know, it's where you cut the spine out of uh, a bird and then lay it flat. You do you see it with chickens a lot. Like but, butterfly yeah. in it, right. Yeah, yeah, basically. You just take the backbone out, and then, then you boom, lay it flat. And like, it's spatchcocked. They're like, ah, oh, dump it. And he said it. Man. We all like to say semi-dirty words on I the radio know. if you can get away with it. Oh, uh, We, we nice. say things that we're not supposed to say all the time on here. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it gets But I, uh, let's get back to that batter fried whole turkey. I'm kind of liking that idea. Well, it's yours if you want to run with it. I won't take any credit. I'll act like you brought it up. But I, it just popped in my head when we were like fried turkey, and I thought, yeah, everything fried is good. And I thought well, one of the things good about fried is the batter. You know, you get to now the big thing now is chicken sandwiches. Every yeah. fast food joint wants to compete with the Popeyes when it came out three years ago, but. And, and they're doing okay with it. Wing, Wing Stop has a good one. KFC's got a new. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.